Welcome to ePod, a podcast from the UW-Madison's College of Engineering's Office of Interdisciplinary Professional Programs. These podcasts are focused on big ideas in engineering and the people behind them. My name is Justin Kyle Bush, and I'll be your host. On today's episode, I talk with Ian McIntosh, who is a program director for UW-Madison's Office of Interdisciplinary Professional Programs. He joined the Interpro Facilities and Business Systems team in December of 2020, after being a frequent lecturer and course developer for the previous 20 years. Ian completed his PhD in Mechanical Engineering from the Solar Energy Lab right here at UW-Madison. In this interview, he talks about the difference between open enrollment and custom courses, why professional development is important for retention and onboarding employees today, and his passion for project management. Ian, thanks for joining me today on this ePod series. Please tell us about what you do for UW-Madison and about your background. Yes, uh, Justin, it's good to be with you today. Um, uh, thanks for inviting me to this. Um, so yeah, my background is um, mechanical engineering. I graduated from University of Wisconsin-Madison at the turn of the century, <laughs> where I did research in um, a lab called the Solar Energy Lab. After that, I have been working in the building design and construction industry, specializing in a quality process known as the building commissioning process. And then, you know, while in industry, I was also an instructor here at Interpro, formerly known as EPD or Engineering Professional Development at that time. But then in and around, let's see, 2017, I founded a firm called ENTeach LLC that does innovative and strategic performance training and coaching for technical professionals. And then more recently in um, December, 2020, about a year and a half ago now, I came on board here at um, Interpro as a 50% employee um, in the role of uh, program director. And now that's what I do. I lead the, the facilities and building system segment that houses all of our commissioning courses. So that's, that's a, <laughs> a little bit of background on, on myself. You discuss facilitating and teaching both open enrollment and custom courses. You can, can you describe the difference and why the custom courses help an organization? Yeah, sure. Um, so open enrollment, as the, the term um, suggests, is open to the general public for enrollment, right? Um, custom courses, on the other hand, are for organizations interested in having a uniquely crafted experience that uses the core content of our public courses, right? So customizable elements include things like uh, the content, right? The format. With, with format, you have self-paced, online, in-person, blended, high-flex, right? Um, all other things you can customize are start and end times because we have some of our students um, who uh, we need to facilitate uh, them their time zones nationally and internationally. And then even the duration, right? We can customize, um, you know, we can have a half day, a full day, a two day, a three day, a five day, you know? Um, and then lastly, we can customize things like um, the combination of courses, right? Because sometimes we have multiple courses that when you combine them together, you can get certification for them. 
And then um, benefits of, of customizing um, courses, quite a few, right? So um, obviously the above elements that I just shared, right? Um, you can customize, but then there's flexibility, right? Flexibility of schedules, um, because many professionals, we, we, we our customers are uh, professionals who are working, you know, day to day and they, you know, to customize a course for them, um, it, we can accommodate the natural rhythm of their enterprises, right? Um, also, proprietary discussions that we can facilitate. A lot of firms, they, they wouldn't feel comfortable sharing certain proprietary information at an open enrollment course, but in a custom course, they can share that more freely. Um, another thing we find, too, is that sometimes, you know, you have a, a firm, right? And they have an East Coast uh, team and a West Coast team. And those teams may have never really met, you know, uh, they work maybe remotely. But a custom course sometimes fosters um, uh, introductions and, and teaming um, right there within the course. And then lastly, I'd say a benefit of custom courses is um, lifelong learners. That's a term we use for you know, um, adult professionals here at Interpro. Lifelong learners can actually transform themselves into what we call lifelong partners. Whereas a learner is someone that comes, take a course, we bid them goodbye. A partner is a, a learner that introduces their, you know, their, their entire firm to us or their organization that they represent actually you know, send people to us every year or you know, regular times, uh, several times during, during a given year. So you know, that, that's kind of differences between custom and open enrollment and just some general benefits of the custom um, format. Perfect, that's some good information about open enrollment and custom courses. So I'm gonna switch our focus to professional development. Professional development is so important today for retention and onboarding. How do the companies you work with think about professional development? Hmm. Well, uh, just for starters, I think they, they clearly think it's valuable, right? Because if they didn't um, value professional development, they wouldn't invest their time, their energy, their dollars here at, at Interpro. Um, commissioning, the topic of commissioning that I am, uh, is my specialty topic, uh, that topic in particular is, very, is a very hot topic these days in our building industry. And as um, uh, um, organizations think about professional development, I think they're thinking of some of the benefits that commissioning can offer them, you know, um, like better function in buildings or improve energy efficiency or things like, you know, does their projects being completed on time or on budget? Um, so, yeah, so on a whole, I think as they think about professional development, they're thinking about, you know, they, they value it and, and then they, they think about what they can, what are some of the benefits and how, you know, working with Interpro can help them achieve their goals. So I've heard of a technique that you use in your courses and when prioritizing projects. Can you give our listeners a quick overview of how that works and how someone can learn more? Yes, definitely. Um, thanks for asking this question because this technique um, is near and dear to my heart. I've, I've been using it for over 20 years. And the technique is called the nominal group technique or NGT for short. And it was developed by two gentlemen, um, Andre Delbeck and Andrew Van Deven in the late 60s. And interestingly, I, I heard that, <laughs> I found out just recently, um, um, just doing a, a Google search on Van Deven, 
that he actually did his doctoral work here at University of Wisconsin-Madison in, um, I, I believe the, the topic was organization and management theory, something like this. Anyway, this, this NGT method, nominal group technique method, it's a brainstorming method for a diverse group. And um, it, it, it's, it's touted as being able to yield a consensus in a relatively short time. And I've, I've uh, you know, gotten that type of result myself. Um, it involves um, specially crafted questions, right? And then individuals uh, answer these questions in a round robin format. Then the facilitator would uh, facilitate a discussion, facilitate clarification, and then sometimes even combine some of the answers uh, and then finally voting, right? All the participants would vote and whatever answers bubble up to the top kind of forms a consensus. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a good method and I've been using it for many years. Um, I've conducted over hundred NGT exercises over, over the years and I, and I love talking about it. So thanks for that question. Perfect, I can hear that you're very passionate about that technique. I know that you like to ask questions. What questions do you think companies should be asking when thinking about university partnerships? Oh, wow, that, that's a great question. Um, so I guess based on just a nominal group technique, uh, you know, that involved questions, you're right. I, I like asking questions and some questions for starters um, that companies should ask themselves, I would say, start with, do we truly, as an organization, value lifelong learning and professional development for our organization and for our employees? Uh, a second question, a follow-up to that would be, do we have recurring problems due to lack of training that we need to solve? Um, if yes, would building in more intentionality around professional development be a potential solution, right? And then here are a couple more. Um, what if we partnered with a university, right? Uh, a trusted uh, resource um, by industrial professionals. What if we partnered with them to experience their arsenal of continuing education offerings available? You know, and then how might that work, right? And so if you notice the way these questions are crafted, you know, if, if you answer yes to the first three, you know, do we value lifelong learning? Do we have recurring problems? Do we want to be more intentional, right? Um, then I think, you know, I, I'd personally be delighted in just having a conversation um, to discuss the last two, which, which are, you know, what if we partner with a university that's trusted out there? You know, what if we leverage you know, their arsenal of continuing education offerings. And then if we do that, how might that work? You know, I'd definitely be interested in a conversation on that if, if or, you know, your listeners, Justin, um, would want to have that. That's great to hear. One, another area that you are passionate about is project management. For those who have not had any formal training in this area, where do you suggest they start and how would training help improve the company's results? Hmm. Yeah, uh, you're correct, Justin. I, I, that's definitely another passion area of mine. In addition to building commission that I spoke of earlier, um, I've spent a lot of my career um, dedicating similar efforts to project management. Um, projects are important, right? Um, you know, 
uh, PMI, the Project Management Institute, defines a project as a temporary endeavor to create a unique product, service, or result. So I, I truly believe, um, you know, the project is just so fundamental to the work that companies do um, to carry their mission and to generate revenue that it's something that, um, you know, should be important and, and that we uh, should talk about and even get uh, training on. So um, like the, the, the question you asked me earlier, right, about questions, I would suggest companies start with asking themselves some questions, right? And I think one similar to the ones I just posed might be helpful. So if they were to do that, the questions could sound something like this, uh, focusing now on project management, right? They could ask, do we truly value professional development in the area of project management for our employees, right? Um, how are projects and project managers performing in our company today? Do we have recurring problems due to lack of training that we need to solve? Um, how about this one? Um, uh, would we want to be more intentional about project management training? Um, and if we do that, do we think that would be um, a potential solution? And then, you know, what if? The what if questions that I cited earlier, right? What if we partner with a university trusted by many industry professionals to experience their arsenal of continuing education offerings available? And then if we do that, how might that work, right? So again, my... You know, uh, my, my offer is the same as the question you asked me before. If, if, if answers to, you know, the first three questions are yes, um, and if the what if and how might that work questions are intriguing to your listeners, I would love to um, have a conversation with them to discuss it more. Ian, thank you so much for your time today. I've learned about the facilities and building segments how students and companies can benefit from um, future knowledge. Is there anything else you would like to tell our listeners before we wrap up today? Well, um, in case anyone um, was wondering about my accent, uh, when I shared my background, I, I didn't state where I was from. Uh, my accent is from Jamaica. Um, I came to this country many years ago uh, for college. And just feel tremendously blessed, you know, and uh, privileged to have had the opportunity to get an education here at UW-Madison. So um, I, too, am a, a lifelong learner, you know. And although I'm a teacher now, has, every time I teach, I learn, you know, at Interpro. And uh, if anything that I said today resonated with any of your listeners, Justin, um, I just say, you know, feel free to contact me. Um, my email address, imacintosh2, I-M-C-I-N-T-O-S-H-2, at wisc.edu. Uh, and we can continue the conversation. So thanks again, Justin, for your time today. Perfect. Thank you. And for all the listeners, I will make sure I will get the, his email sent with the bio so we can have that for everyone. So thanks so much, Ian. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to ePod. For more episodes, visit interpro.wis.edu slash podcast. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. 